We are going to finish discussing Karen Bradshaw's story in Polygamy and then out of it in part two next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? Today we finish our two-part interview with the former uh, plural wife from the AUB Polygamy Group. We did uh, her story last time in part one as she grew up in polygamy and then got married. And there's more to that story, which we're going to talk about now. She's had a very amazing journey. And so here to finish her story, I'd like to welcome back Karen Bradshaw. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm glad that you're telling your story. I think it's interesting for other people to hear. And hopefully, as as I would like to get people come on the show and tell their story, it encourages others that uh, have been through um, some pretty bad times from their polygamy experience, encourages them to come and tell their story as well. And they yes. need to be told. Yes. People need to know what it's really all about. That's true. So... Um, I want to very quickly mention um, the sister wives. I don't normally bring them up because it's such a, a controversial um, program. And they, they present polygamy to be something it isn't. Um, and your polygamous marriage was not at all like what they proclaim and show on the camera what polygamy is. But they are from the same polygamy group that you're from, the AUB polygamy yes, group. Yes, yes. Cody and his... What, four wives now? Four wives? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just yes, thought I would I'm, bring that up. Um, and I don't know if they're still good, good, solid members and oh, yes. faithful members yeah. of the AUB, but I, I know think that's so. where they're from. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love them. I love them so much. <laughs> um, they're dear people. We've, we've talked about this, you and I, as, during some of our conversations. So I'm going to start out with the, that conversation that we had about the outside world. Growing up in polygamy, they will always warn their members, stay away from the outside world. Uh, because, <clears throat> oh, my dad used to say, if you're gone to a movie or something and Jesus comes back while you're in the movie, you'll get destroyed along with them because you have to be oh, with yeah. the group or you will, will be destroyed, blah, blah, blah. Yes, we You know, were the fear mongering thing that they do with that. They did the same thing in your, with the AUB uh, oh, yes. teachings? Well, we were very sheltered. And Sorry. you have to remember, um, it was in the time period where the raids had hit our parents mm-hmm. or our grandparents mm-hmm. so my sister wife um, was an all red her father was Rulin all red so Rulin um, his wife's um, and she she when she was a baby was it his wife's or in the raids I'm trying to think anyway the raids had been going on and there was a lot of fear mm-hmm. that people could come in and take our kids. Right. Or even as an adult, I felt that way. There was a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Rulon was killed. So the fear was so strong, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. Rulon had been murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, people would come in with those raids and take pe- families uh, out of their homes. they take the men away, mm-hmm. put them in prison. Um, now, how many men were actually put in prison? I know my dad was questioned, but he was never thrown in jail. Rulin went to prison. There was five men, I think. I can't remember the names. I think it was Zitting, uh, Kelch, Louis Kelch, um, 
Rulin was one of them. I were, think they, were they in jail? Messer. So they went to prison, and they weren't there for a while, and they were told if they signed a document, they could get out. Mm -hmm. I think they were supposed to be there for a few years, and I could be wrong on that. But so Rulin and the other men signed the document, and they promised they'd never visit their wives, basically. So they broke their word. Oh, yeah, Tom Green yeah. did the same thing. He was insulted. Um the David Kingston, when he was let out of prison, they were not supposed to go back to their old life. Yes. But they always did. They didn't yes. Keep their well, word. of course, those, that's their family. Yeah. You know, that yeah. would be their, they're not going right. to keep their word there. But right. there were two men, and I, I think it was Lewis Kelt, and I can't remember the other one, but there's two men that did stay and refused to sign that document. Mm -hmm. And my father would always say those men were the more righteous ones. Mm. Because they wouldn't sign that document, so there okay. was a lot of fear. So, so you you're married. You your marriage isn't happy. Let's start pick up the story there because that's yeah. where we left off last time. Yeah. And so, what what happened that made you decide that you wanted out? Well, I, and when did this? Oh, happen? just I wanted out from the beginning, and okay. I just is, I just there was. What so is much, the straw that broke the camel's back? <laughs> there was so much fear I couldn't leave. Um, what it was just years of, of neglect, years of mistreatment. There's always someone that's the scapegoat. I was that mm -hmm. someone, I felt like anyway. Um, I, I always tried to get approval, whatever I could do to make everyone happy, and it was never enough. Mm -hmm. And um, it's performance based, yes, right? whatever I could do Very to much. make everyone happy. And I just felt like it was never enough. And um, one of the wives had told my husband that if I got pregnant again, because she couldn't have kids, that he, she would leave him. And it, every time I got pregnant, it was so emotionally traumatizing on her that I, I guess she'd go into a room for days and yell mm -hmm. at Harry and, mm -hmm. I don't know if <laughs> I was supposed to say that, but yell at um, my husband. And, um, Anyway, anyway, I don't want to say anything unkind, but it was really hard because I just thought, well, there were so many things that happened, and I, I couldn't, it well, seems without, like I could never. Without saying anything unkind or bashing on one particular person, all, all you, we just, our viewers need to know it was not pleasant. You know, it wasn't a good experience to be no, the plural the wife. the children were always at each other's throats, and we're, I just, we lived together for 22 years, and I always wanted my own place, mm -hmm. never could have it. One time he said I could, but then he was going to move me into this piece of, this just horrible place in the middle of a dangerous neighborhood mm -hmm. with a few little kids, and I just said, I can't live there. Mm -hmm. So, um... Anyway, I, I just, what finally helped me to leave, I think I, I started reading, seeing scriptures differently. And I've been, I've been oh, sorry, that was my mic. Excuse me, let me put this back on. Anyway, you started reading the scriptures. Are you talking about the Bible? The Bible. 
Um, so my mom had become a Christian. And let me see if I can get this on right. I'm not good at this kind of stuff. Okay. So my mom had become a Christian, and she'd been praying for me. And um, when I was 16, she had left Mormonism altogether and became a Christian. And so she told me, she kept telling me scriptures, and I'm like, I get so angry inside. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I don't want to hear her preach to me. I thought it was because she was just my mom. Yeah. But I think it was just the fact that she was quoting scriptures and I didn't know them. Mm-hmm. And it was bothering me that she knew scriptures better than me. Because we didn't know scriptures like the Christians know them. Right. Um, well, they don't trust the Bible like the Christians trust the Bible anyway. They trust the Mormon scriptures before they trust the Bible scriptures. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So I started reading the Bible a lot and listening to James Dobson. And I was like, man, these Christians, they seem like amazing people. I mean, the family, focus on the family. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any focus on my family. I didn't have the support of a loving husband. He was loving, but he was just never available. And, or I felt like he was not there a lot. And um, because of four wives at the time. A man we cannot just didn't be see a full-time him a husband when he's got so many wives and kids. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And then he was a leader on top of it. Yeah, so, so that would make it even more. Um, it was very difficult to be able to see him. and mm-hmm. But the times I had with him were precious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you voice your discouragement? Did you tell your husband you wanted to leave? Did you decide that you wanted to leave because of what your mother said? Mm-hmm. What... How did that happen that you finally made the break? Um, I, I got really depressed in 2015, and I just, um, my friend had left. She was a first wife, and her husband had married two other women, and she had come in from the Mormon church about 12 years earlier, so we knew each other for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And she left, and when she left, I just said, I want... Oh, and my sister had left that same year. And mm-hmm. I just set, kept saying, I wish I could leave. I'm so unhappy. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish God would tell me to leave. I wish... But He's not telling me that. And um, finally, I just felt like... Um, I was reading the Bible, and it, you know where it says... how. Um, and the riches of God's glory and the mysteries of His kingdom are all in Christ. Mm-hmm. That just kind of blew me away because mm-hmm. in Mormonism, you're always talking about the mysteries, and it's never about Jesus. Right, right. And I was like, what? Yeah, the mysteries it's all in Christ. of my glory, of His glory, is in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I had to write a song about it. And I just started learning things like John 316 was another scripture that just shot in my heart and I was like oh my goodness it doesn't say that for those who live polygamy will have eternal life it's those who put their faith in Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and believe in him. And that's what amazed me when I first started the same thing is everything was about Jesus 
And I went to Christian church the very first time and everything was about Jesus. Everything. The prayers, the singing, <laughs> the conversations between individuals. I mean, everyone's so excited. Everything was and, about Jesus. And the joy. But I didn't know about all that. Yeah. I was still in Mormonism. I was still in darkness. And I didn't know about all that that peace and joy, right. but I knew I was journey, dying, though, yes, that. and I was depressed, I wanted to kill myself, um, and so there was some really hurtful things that happened in my marriage, um, and I won't go into them, but I just knew I would either kill myself or leave, mm -hmm. and after my friends left, I just told my, my friends, I said, I don't know how I'm going to, but I am going to leave. And my friend Cynthia Aldridge had left, and she had a friend that offered for me to stay with them. Mm. So I went and told my dearest friends from the church, LDS Church, that I was leaving in April, which was four months. And they said, why don't you come and live with us now? It was January 2000, mm -hmm. I think, 15. 15, no, okay. 14, So they offered you a place to live? Or 13, 15. Yeah, they offered me a place to live, and I moved in with them, but they had a little house. And you and had how many children? Five, five living with me at yeah. the time, all under the age of, I think, 16. That would be a 16, challenge. That would be a challenge, wouldn't it? 15. My daughter was 15 at the time. So we all kind of, they gave us a room. They were so wonderful for my boys and then my daughter and I and my little boy and my, like we had four kids in the other room. And uh, we stayed there, but it just got really hard, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, when, when, when you made that break, that was your initial break. Yeah, I went to the Mormon did, church. Did you, so you were going to the Mormon church. Were you feeling guilty for leaving the polygamy group? Oh, yeah. Were you feeling like that you had to go back for some, you know, to, to make sure that you're going to go to heaven? What were your your inner feelings? <laughs> That's in that? interesting you, you to ask that because I went to a meeting the first day I had left, um, or the day after I left. We left on a Saturday, or no, it was Sunday. I called my brothers Sunday when my husband was at church, and we all moved. I, they came and got my stuff. And then the next week, I went to church with my friends. Mm -hmm. And at meeting, a man got up and talked about adultery. And he said, if you've left your husband for adultery, you need to run back. And I thought God was telling me I had to run back. Oh. And I was like, no, I, I can't But you back. didn't leave for adultery, though. Oh, no. No. But that's... The guilt, and then the guilt there was so much guilt, and then the torment mm -hmm. at night. I, I would go to sleep, and I, I literally would have dreams of demons ripping me apart mm. because of the fear of leaving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I get my scriptures out and show my brother who was in the church and was saying, "No, this is a good thing, Karen." Mm -hmm. He, I said, "Look in the scriptures. It says, and if you will, if you leave." then you'll be turned over to the buffetings of Satan yeah. until the day of redemption. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that. And he'd say, oh, don't believe that. Of course, he's Mormon, and that's his scripture, so I didn't get why he 
he was right. saying. That's right. nonsense. Right. He, he was like, that's nonsense. And it is nonsense. From the Christian viewpoint, that's nonsense. Yeah. It's the buffeting of Satan that keeps you in, not, yeah. not frees you to, uh, to leave by any means. But I was buffeted all right because uh, I of the fear of mm-hmm, leaving mm-hmm. and what God's judgment was. I would be damned. Yeah. That's their scriptures. And, and that's what they teach. <laughs> if you leave, that's what's going to happen. And, but I, I'd say that to my brother in the church, and I'd even say, look, I'm going to be damned. And he'd mm-hmm. go, oh, that's nonsense. Okay, so so that, to make sure that we get your whole story told, you, you actually did finally make the break and got away. What did mm-hmm. your... Um, your friends that were still in the group and family that were still in the group, what did they say? Did they shun you? Did they ridicule you, beg um, you to come back? Wow, what, how did they treat so you? So the first call that I got was from my husband that, that day, and he yelled at me and said, You made covenants with God. Instead of, I, I miss you, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fear thing. It was Again, like, the yeah, You made covenants with God, and you need to come back. Whether you want to or not, because you made covenants. You made covenants, but you didn't make covenants with God. Well, that's what we're taught. I know that those covenants are with God. They're right. not with your husband. I know that's what they're taught. Which but is that's so deceiving. Not, yeah. This is another thing I want people to think about. It's so deceiving, because when I got married, I was going to get married. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, after it all happened, they were like, "That really was all about your covenants with God." Mm-hmm. And so they don't tell you that you're going to make covenants with God. They say you're going to get married. Mm -hmm. And I felt, uh, well, now Mm -hmm. I look at it, I was deceived. Yeah. Because I didn't know I was going to do all those covenants Mm -hmm. with God when I thought I was just going to get married to a man that I'd fallen in love with. And, you know, I've talked to people from polygamy and they won't leave because they've made covenants with God. And, yes, I, and I tried to explain to them that you really didn't make covenants with God. That You were told you did, but you didn't because God does not accept covenants for polygamy because monogamy yeah. is His will, not polygamy. So you really, yeah. you didn't. Yeah, and, and I that, didn't uh, realize that. that. Yeah, you didn't. You don't realize that until you know what the Bible's teaching, that God's plan is monogamy, not polygamy. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. And I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm so happy now I know that. And now you're out. And, and how, how many times after you got out? Now, uh, uh, again, I don't want to get ahead of, of the, of the storyline here, but uh, you left. And a lot of people who leave polygamy, in fact, most of them, the biggest percentage of them who leave, will completely throw the baby out with the bathwater. They want to have nothing to do with God. They want to have nothing to do with religion, church, etc., etc. They leave because they've, they've had a bad experience or they've been lied to by their leaders and they find out about it. But, but they throw God out because they still believe the stuff the leaders to, told them about God, not realizing those were lies as well. But you didn't throw God out. You no. pursued the truth. Yes, and um, well, what happened was, I think it was my mother's prayers. Oh, because big, big part was, of it, sure. Yeah, my mom was. She called me and she's like, "What's going on?" And I just said, "I can't live that way anymore." Wow. And she's like, "Praise God." Yeah. God's delivering you. Yeah. And oh, well, I, she was I, I just thought she was crazy. I wasn't going to be Christian. You know, I just thought Christians were crazy. I really did. I just thought they were cuckoo. (laughs) 
Paul says we're out of our mind for Jesus. So out of your mind okay. for Jesus. <laughs> and now I am. I love it. Um, but I just, because my mom was just all was scripture, 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 and pray, pray, pray. Can I pray for you all the time? And it was just, I wasn't used to that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't understand what she, right. the love she tell, had for the Lord. You don't understand it until you but um, so my journey was really inter- interesting because nine months after I'd left my husband, I'd been going to the Mormon church, and nine months after, I decided to go back mm-hmm. to my husband because of the guilt. It just the had guilt, gotten to me. The hurt, yeah. And I, that I was going to hell. He had told me, um, oh, so I went back to him, and I, I asked him if he loved me. That's how I... Because we had no conversation, like, for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did some things that basically uh, wrote up a divorce agreement, even though we were not legally married, um, that he went through the council. Now, my husband's a council member, mm-hmm. so he shared everything with the council. And he'd, yeah. he'd also told the council I'd committed adultery right off the bat, like, right after I left, mm-hmm. a month later. Um, and that was from someone who knows <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had immediately ostracized me, cut me off. Um, it said I had to get rebaptized, even though I hadn't done anything. I, w- I was hoping my husband would love me enough that he could, could work things out with me. Yeah. I, I really wanted him to, but there was no working it out. He just, well, I guess yeah. we're going to get a divorce. Like he mm-hmm. went and called it a divorce attorney excuse me, and a, a divorce attorney, which shocked me and wrote out the paperwork. And um, all of a sudden, I, I just said, whatever you want. It's mm. on your head, though. God knows. And, um, and so I thought our, relation, our relationship was over. We signed. We got it notarized by a bank. <laughs> we went to a bank. Got it notarized. He said he'd give me twenty thousand dollars, and he said um, I couldn't move fifty miles away, further than fifty miles, because he wanted the kids, kids close. And he didn't have anything about visitation rights. Mm. And so I said, well, what about seeing the kids? And I said you should see him at least every other, because he hadn't been seeing them a lot. I said you should see him at least every other week. So we set that up too. Mm-hmm. So we signed it, had it done, and I got into, and it was over with, I thought. No. And so I got into another relationship and um, with a guy, and um, he wanted to marry me. I mean, it, he, of course, was lying to me. It turned out to be a bad deal. But I think a lot of women are lonely. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been with my husband for nine months, mm-hmm. and I just fell for this guy and fell into a relationship that wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not and, unusual. That's and that's normal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mostly I was just hungry for love and affection. My husband hadn't even tried to contact me or be with me or anything for month, for yeah. nine months. And so when I fell into that relationship, the guilt was terrible. I wasn't, you know, I did some things with him. I never went all the way, but I did some things that I felt bad about. And um, I, I just felt so guilty. So that's what threw me back into going back to my husband, too. And how long too. did you stay that time? So mm-hmm. I went back to my husband for oh, 
uh, four years. Four more years. Four more years. Okay. And, and then, then um, you got out. But but when I went back that. to him, he had told me that I would be turned over to the buffetings of Satan. And well, he, he said that him, yeah. he said that himself. He said, and you'll be exalted because I'd had my higher anointings in the temple, like with the temple rituals. Mm -hmm. I had my second anointings, which say there's nothing you can do right. to lose your exaltation. Right, right. Which Jesus is which, the one which, that gave me that. Which you now will not lose your exaltation, but you're going to be miserable on the way there <laughs> because and, of the buffetings of Satan, right? Yeah, well, I'll, be, I'll yeah. be buffeted for the rest of my life. And it threw me into such a despair that I just went... I started Googling um, all the things about Mormons and if there was any, because uh, they told me I committed adultery. Yeah. That's what they labeled it. Yeah. And um, even though I hadn't been intimate right. with this man. Right. And so I started researching all this stuff and found out so much yeah. about the Mormons and how these women their husband would go away for two and a half years, and so they get into a, uh, they were lonely and get into a relationship, and and then their husbands would come home and slit their throats. Mm -hmm. This really happened. It did happen in early Mormonism. And I yes. thought I had to kill myself to please God. No, so and twisted. that's Mormon so doctrine. That and Mormon I doctrine. even called one of the brethren. I said. I need to um, atone for my sins because that's what we were taught. That's Mormon doctrine. When you have either murdered or committed adultery. adultery, you need to atone for your sins. And um, I, I was going to kill myself. And well, we're down to a couple of minutes oh left for the time now. So you, you Googled and you finally... Yeah, kind of condense this. You finally got free from the lies of the, the yes. polygamy group and realized they were lies. They weren't God's truths. Yes, I finally got free. Yeah. And um, I don't know. We don't have a lot of time, but it it was amazing, you know. It is amazing when you when compare I, the truth with what you've been, what you learned all your life. That you shall know the truth and the truth the shall truth set you free. And to know that Jesus Christ was the one that suffered and died for my sins. I didn't have to suffer and die. You didn't have to live polygamy. And you didn't no. have to live polygamy. And, or, or believe or their lies. Or belong to the polygamy group. Their lies of uh, blood atonement. Right. And, um, and you didn't have to be sealed. And, and you didn't the have freedom, to go through the, the wear the garments. Yes, and, and the joy that brought me. The, the hope. I finally felt hope for my life. I'd been mm -hmm. living a hopeless life. Pe yeah. People that saw me, would I could never gain weight. They would, would say to me, uh, or this one woman from uh, England said, you're like a, wa a walking dead person. Because mm. I was so, so sad and miserable. Yeah. But I'm so happy I know Jesus. And mm. I just want to tell the world. And, and that's, that. that's what we want to do. We want the polygamous people to know, and that's why I do what I do. I want the polygamous people to know it's all Jesus. It's not polygamy. It's not Mormonism. It's not Joseph Smith. Yes. It's not covenants. It, it's none of that. It's just Jesus. That's the simplest. <laughs> it's amazing. 
Well, thank you, Karen, very much. Well, I know that we well, had to skip so through some parts of it. You're so welcome. But um, I want our I viewers to know that Karen has got some exciting scriptures that just really blessed her and her journey. So we've decided to do a couple more uh, programs that is going to cover, that really has, has shaped her thinking uh, and is going to com compare the doctrine that she was raised with with the AUB and what the Bible teaches. And so we're going to be doing that in the future. Um, thanks again, Karen, for coming Thank you for and sharing uh, sharing your journey with us. It's so Thank important you. to get the people to know the truth, the people in polygamy. And I'd like to close with what something Jesus said in John 14, 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. Polygamists, even the LDS, claim that they are the way to God and that it's through their religion. They claim that they alone have have God's exclusive truth and you need to come to them to get it. They claim that the way to celestial glory or eternal life belongs to their religion. But Jesus said all of it is in him. He himself personally is the way. He alone personally is the truth and the door and the spiritual life. If we needed anything or anyone else, he would have said so at that time, but he didn't. All of the Bible explains God's love, God's patience, and His design for our eternal life. It does not include polygamy or Joseph Smith and his Mormon restoration. It includes only Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ only. Thanks for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.